2: It's Monday, so you know what time it is. It's time for another episode of Monday Mail Time with me, Molly. So if this is the first time that you're listening to a Monday Mail Time, I'm Molly, I'm the producer of the Paranormal Activity Podcast, and if you've ever got in touch with us, whether that's on email, WhatsApp or socials, it's most likely me who you've been speaking to. We get so many amazing paranormal stories come through to us, whether it's on email at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk, on WhatsApp on 07599 27537 or on our Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. Now we get so much amazing mail with all these amazing paranormal experiences that you guys have had. We wanted to dedicate a whole episode just purely for you and these amazing stories. This is Paranormal Activities Mystery Mail Time on a Monday with me, Molly. So last week we had... Chris from White House Investigations, who visited a site in York and got in touch with a spirit called Ursula and a spirit called Sam, he sent us the whole transcript of his investigation, which was absolutely amazing, and we were able to dramatise that and bring it to life a bit. So in the last episode, we ended where the team was about to make a bit more contact with this more sinister spirit, Sam. So without further ado, let's jump straight into it and get back into that investigation. Jane says, do you think it was your right as her owner to sleep with her? Yes. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Sam, what did you do for a job? The gauss slows as the subject has changed. M-O-N-E-Y. Money.
3: Did you lend people money?
2: Yes. Jane asks, what year was this, Sam? No answer. Jane asks, are you okay with us calling you Sam? No. What do you want us to call you? M-A-S-T-E-R. Master. Jane. What year did this happen? 1799. Jane. Ursula gave us the date 1800, so that corresponds. Times were different back then, perhaps, but today Ursula is a victim and I'm sure she was very scared. The glass moves around in quick large circles, but spells nothing. Silence. Then the gauss finally crackles.
1: Why does Ursula think my team are in danger tonight? Is it just because she is scared of you?
2: L-A-D-I-E-S W-H-O-R-E-S Ladies, whores What do they call you? A man whore? K-I-N-G King Really? A piece of crap! The gauss releases a burst of shrieks Oops
1: So, because I'm a man, am I your equal?
2: Jane asks Does Chris own us? Then he doesn't want you touching us Do you think these are my women? M-E Me
3: You think we're yours? Yes. Is that because we're in your house?
2: Yes. This isn't good. No. The gauss is quiet again.
1: So can we come to some sort of arrangement?
3: Are you pimping us out, Chris?
2: Jane, Lucy and Sue agree that if they stay, they will sleep in clothes and have bags ready by the
3: door. He doesn't like me. Have you noticed how mad he gets when Sue says what she thinks?
1: Jane says, what are you going to do to us tonight? Bearing in mind that they have living energy and you don't. The glass starts to get faster as the gout increases seemingly in tandem. Plus, we have spirits protecting us who we've worked with before over the years. So you're basically outnumbered.
2: No. Jane asks, Okay, so again, what are you going to do to us? F-U-C-K-C-U-F-F. Fuck cuff.
3: There are handcuffs on the four-poster bed upstairs. Really old ones. Were they yours?
2: No answer.
1: So you think you're capable of physically touching things? Can you give us an example by showing us now? Otherwise, it's hard to take you seriously.
2: Jane says, you have five minutes to cuff me. She holds her wrists out. W-H-O-R-E. Whore.
1: There's a visitor's book here where people say there aren't any spirits here. So why didn't you bother them?
2: M-A-R-R-Y-C-H-A-T-T-L-E. Marry chattel. Lucy thinks she knows what chattel means. Chris looks it up later and she was right. Chattel slavery, also called traditional slavery, is so named because people are treated as the chattel, personal property of the owner, and are bought and sold as commodities. Typically, under the chattel slave system, slave status was imposed on children of the enslaved at birth. We explained that he broke his wedding vows, N-E-E-D-S, needs. But you had a wife that needs. V-I-R-G-I-N, virgin. Jane asks, was your wife a virgin?
1: Yes. And she wouldn't sleep with you?
2: No. So he had to rape Ursula? No. No. Jane says, Okay, so you didn't rape, you had sex because it was your right. Jane asks why she wouldn't sleep with him, and it goes so quiet you could hear a pin drop. Eventually, Jane asks if his wife was too young, and Sam says yes. Jane says, Well, I respect that. How old was she? Fourteen. And how old were you? Twenty-one. Jane tries to get Sam to see what he did wrong, but Sam sticks with it being his right and also says that it was because she was black. These were different times, I guess. Jane asks, how many slaves did you have? One. What happened to the baby? D-E-D. Dead. How did the baby die? C-O-T. Cot. In the cot? Yes. Lucy says that cot death was known as failure to thrive and the gauss erupts when she says it. Jane asks, were you upset when the baby died? No. So did your wife kill her? Yes. B-L-A-C-K. Black. Jane says, Ursula, I'm sorry you're hearing this. Did you go on to have children of your own with your wife? No. Jane asks, how old was your wife when she died? 19. Did Ursula kill your wife? No. Me. You killed your own wife? Yes. And a big gouse hit. Jane asks, why did you kill her? S-E-X, sex. How did you kill her? B-R-E-A-T-H, breath. Jane narrows the method down to suffocation rather than fire and smoke. He strangled her with his own hands. Chris says to the team,
1: So what would make you guys feel better?
2: Get rid of him. Yeah. But I don't think he'd go. He's too powerful. Lucy keeps thinking she sees someone peering round the corner from the kitchen in her peripherals, but then discards the idea as silly. This shows the team the level of vulnerability she's feeling. Jane says, we did this last night, stayed up all night scared and later convinced ourselves we'd imagined it all.
3: I'd rather see Ursula than this guy.
2: Right on cue, the gauss rises. Sam, is that you? We didn't have our fingers on at this moment. If that glass moves now on its own... Jane says, come on, you've done other things like strumming the guitar and throwing the candle.
1: Can you knock or give us a sound?
2: The window knocks and Jane jumps away. Chris tries to find a rational angle. He gets up and wiggles the window. It's one of those windows where you slide the bottom half upwards. He shakes both halves and finds it to be the top half, which rattles like the noise. Jane asks, Can you do it again while Chris is up there? There's a noise upstairs. What was that? That was definitely upstairs. The gauss increases.
1: That sounded like there was a kid up there. But again, that's got to be the noise from next door, right?
2: Chris walks across the room to the thin board cupboard and there's a kid playing. It's scary how the noise from the houses travels. Sue glances at Lucy and Jane. Look at you two holding hands. Jane says, Chris, you asked for something to happen and there's a bang behind me. You asked earlier and there's a noise on the fireplace.
1: Yes, I asked to shake hands and felt a breeze.
2: Jane says, I saw a black thing rush past me earlier. I can't prove it, but I did. The things which are coming through the board tonight marry up with what came through last night. He's missing the spirit from last night. He's got all the dates right, the story is right.
3: This is the most compelling
2: thing so far. Lucy talks for a few sentences and then just stops. What's up? Jane says. Go on,
3: what have you just seen? You know when you can't believe what you've just seen? Underneath that lamp there, I saw a head peering round the corner. Sort of in the fireplace, but not like a face. Right, if anything happens, just jump up and turn the lights on.
1: No, we want to run towards this thing.
3: Chris closes the living room door and turns off the
2: lights and lights a candle. He won't like being shut out. Good. Chris is trying to heighten the team's senses and give the spirits more ways to show themselves.
1: Do you feel genuinely unnerved?
3: Yes. You know when you're a kid and you're petrified, but you know it's all in your head? This isn't that. This is legit weird. I feel like we are being almost stupid if we stay. It was now 10.20pm.
1: Right, well, it's silent again. How about we put our fingers on the board itself? Sam, if you're there, can you make the gauss rise? The gauss rises on cue. Okay, can you twist the board on this table?
2: It twists on the table. No one moved, but we all felt it twist under our fingertips. Chris asked for the glass to move while we were only touching the board.
1: Sadly, it doesn't. See, if you have all this energy, but can't physically do some things, then I don't know how you can make a threat. A few scenes flash through Chris's mind
2: as he imagines swallowing his words, but none of these occur. The Gauss rises. Basically, show me something amazing. The board still moves underneath our fingers.
1: Yes, you are strong, but I think your threats are overdoing it. But it's good and I thank you for communicating with us. And I still have respect for you, despite long ago you having done some bad things.
2: Gauss goes up. He didn't like that. Jane says, he's moving my hair.
3: Cold draft down the side of my face.
1: Yes, I can feel that. It's a nice breeze since it's stifling inside.
3: Well, for ages I thought somebody was stood behind you, Chris, but now it's moved.
1: Well, hands up, I did dim the lights to amp up the shadows and maybe create shadow play to have us see things we don't normally see, whichever you prefer. Can you make the candle flame go tall or blow it out?
3: I feel uneasy. And you can hear more from this
2: investigation after the break.
0: Thank you.
3: The ultimate podcast for Married at First Sight fans is here. This is Recapped at First Sight.
2: The new podcast keeping you up to date on all the love, fallouts,
3: drama and secrets as the Married at First Sight UK bride and grooms try to make happy couples. And we're your happy couple right here, in a professional sense of course. Join me, Kat Shoeve. And
2: me, former Maths UK groom Bob Voise every morning after you've watched the latest episode on TV.
3: Plus we'll have some special guests along the way enjoying our very own wedding breakfast.
2: You bet the caterers, right?
3: uh about that Recapped at first sight Find us wherever you get your podcasts Welcome back
2: We're still listening through to Chris's paranormal experiences when he was on an investigation with his team from White House Investigations So without further ado let's keep going and jump straight back into it We've had two nights of this Chris
1: Okay we'll go to the board
2: How does it feel though to give up? I don't feel bad at all
1: Sam, is there an agreement we can come to, to make things right for you?
2: No. Jane says, the activity is worse up to about 3am. I think we just got tired by then.
1: Have you got something to say?
2: Go. Gauss increase. Jane defiantly, why? Silence.
1: Sam, if I asked you to step back, would you? No. Okay, um, are you the strongest spirit?
2: Yes. He's not going to change his mind.
1: No, it seems not. He won't listen. Just keeps threatening.
2: The glass goes off the board in front of Jane. Jane says this equates to end of chat. We put the glass back on. J-A-N-E-Y. Janie.
1: Who is this, please? Sam. Okay, just checking.
2: Jane asks, what's my last name? The glass moves, but we forget to verbally speak out loud what it goes to for the benefit of confidentiality. But Jane says, I'll take that. So it was close. The glass goes on in front of Jane. She asks, what about me? R-U-N. Run.
1: I really don't want to get threatening or disrespectful to this guy. And it's proving difficult to get you guys to feel at ease.
3: I've never felt as if I needed to walk away. But you do now? Yes. I've always trusted my instincts.
2: The glass moves to B-Y-E. Bye. We laugh uneasily. Lucy says that we never get nasty with them, so to leave is like a win for us. There's talk of the team getting a hotel room somewhere else. Chris says, We can't let this beat us. The three ladies barrage Chris with, We've had two nights of this, and the Lucy classic,
3: I don't want to be in therapy for years because I got fucked by a ghost. Chris has never
2: seen them like this before. They're frazzled from lack of sleep and feel weak. Chris says there has to be another way around it rather than leave, but nobody's listening to him.
1: Guys, do you want the lights back on?
2: Yes. Yes. Sue wants to close down.
1: Not yet. Let's just reflect for a moment.
2: Partners are contacted as a backup plan for if they come home. Hearing Sue talk to her husband about if things go wrong makes us shiver. The gauss is quiet in all this downtime. We keep as many lights on and doors open as we can to make ourselves feel safe. The gauss crackles to life as we talk about the evening's events. He's listening. Chris has a plan in mind.
1: Once your mind goes... We're at a loss because fear will spread between us fast. We need to be in control and strong-minded.
2: Ursula needs to be safe. He thinks he's all that but he couldn't move the glass without us touching it. We link hands and the team closes their eyes. We spread our white light from the centre of the room and flush energy through the house into every nook and cranny. Then Chris says a Christian banishment prayer trying to push anything negative from the house. The K2 flashes throughout.
1: Now we try to contact Ursula.
2: Fingers on the glass, we contact her and she shows her sign of the and she shows her sign of the glass over the cat's eye.
1: Do you feel stronger from this prayer? Yes. How many spirits are in this house? 4. Is Sam pushed away? No. Damn it. So are we still in danger?
3: Yes. Ursula, are you still in danger? No. Why are you not in danger?
2: G O D. God.
3: So God will protect you. Yes. Do you think you want to move on now? Yes. We can try to move you on if you like, with your baby, obviously. Where would you like to go?
2: W-H-I-T-B-Y, Whitby. Jane says, I was not expecting that. W-H-I-F-E, wife. Is your husband in the light? Yes. S-M-I-L-E, smile. Thank
1: you. Are you free to leave with your husband?
2: The glass moves to Chris spelling H-E-L-P, help. Chris help? Yes. Chris guides Ursula towards the light and her husband.
1: Go to yes when you see someone you know.
2: B-O-R-I-S. Yes. Boris, yes.
1: Is Boris your husband?
2: Yes. The glass energises by spinning around as we say farewell.
1: Close the hole behind you please. The glass just stops. Is there anyone there? Movement. Has one spirit gone?
2: W-H-E-R-E. Where?
1: You don't know where a spirit has gone?
2: Jane asks, Who is this speaking, please? Sam. She asks again, Who's gone? W-H-O-R-E. Whore. Sam is not happy.
1: Well, she's gone, and that means you're slightly redundant now.
2: H-U-N-T. Hunt. Jane asks, Who are you going to hunt? You.
1: Well, we're protected, so we're fine.
2: No. F-U-C-K. Fuck. Jane asks, Can you leave this house? No, M-I-N-E. No, mine. We purposely move the glass to goodbye because we don't want to hear anymore.
1: Well, we moved one over.
2: Jane says. That was intense. We grab all our belongings.
1: Are we still going, team? I personally feel empowered now.
2: He looks about as everyone is packing up to leave. The keys were handed in and we came back to our homes. But it doesn't end here, though. Our next investigation in Bingley to try and find out how to deal with Sam was hijacked by Sam himself. And he was not happy. Wow, I've still got shivers from that. Reading through really, really brought me into the moment. I felt like I was there with you guys. Amazing that you were able to pass on Ursula. She was obviously still being tormented by Sam where she was and that you could take her child with her was just absolutely brilliant. You're doing some amazing work, all of you. And you're a lot braver than me, I can tell you that. Very interesting that Sam keeps following you as well, so obviously he is not happy that you took away, well she was his slave, so I guess he thinks, oh she's still my property, why are you taking my things away from me, and I don't know, I really hope that you guys are staying safe, I'm sure you are anyway, you've got a load of great practices in just to keep safe, which is really great to see. Chris came back to me on email and he was over the moon to hear that we've dramatised the investigation and I'm really happy that you thought that Chris, thanks so much. He said if anybody wants to hear any more of his write-ups or investigations to go to www.whitehouseinvestigations.co.uk and you can find out what happened after York there and how Sam's been following them ever since. As always, I absolutely love hearing from you and if you've ever been on an investigation and either want to send in some of your audio that you've captured, a transcript like Chris did, or even you have a question, a subject matter, or want to share your own paranormal experiences, whether that was something you sought out with an investigation or something that just happened or something that maybe you didn't even want to happen, send them through. We love hearing them all. As I said at the start, you can get in touch on email at contact at paranormalpod.co.uk, on WhatsApp, on 07599 27537, or on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. We're on all of them. We'll be back again on Thursday with our normal main episode. With our bonus on Friday, you can go to www.paranormalpod.co.uk to find out how to listen to that. And I'll be back again next Monday with another one of your amazing stories. And before I go, keep your eyes peeled and remember, things aren't always as they seem.
0: Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra.